welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast on the internet that has the science and the screaming to determine what is the single greatest movie of any given year. Tonight, and for one night only, we're taking a little bit of break from Oof. the rigmarole of having to discuss one movie every night, and instead, we're going to discuss like 10 or 30. Back in the day, way back in the day, the only thing that mattered was just that one single movie. Now, bud, what are you doing making one Sophie's Choice where she makes the choice, and then that movie's over? You have to set things up for Sophie's Choice 2. Sophie's second choice, Sophie's mm-hmm. third choice, the prequels, the Disney Plus TV show where we show Sophie growing up on a farm. It's all about the franchise now. And here to talk to me about that are two people who I think are continuing on this franchise in such a good way. I don't know. There's probably a better way to introduce you guys. <laughs> I think you did a great job. I mean, should I, we still wait until like, you two haven't you, introduced us yet? You're gunning it until you flopped at the end. Yeah, because I mean, if you're like rollerblading down a hill and you look down, you're gonna eat shit. Yeah, and I feel oh, like I'm doing yeah. so. <laughs> and then you die, and then your eyes become X's. Oh man, as an indoor kid, I have a couple times in my life been like, "That's it, I refuse to be an indoor kid anymore. I'm gonna be an outdoor kid." And rollerblades was one of those times, and man, that did not work out for me. I fell so hard. Greg, you seem like one of those kids who not was not like a skateboarder, but instead a kneeboarder. Yeah, Hell definitely. Yeah, like a, that's a sit on the skateboard and kind of like push himself along on his hands. Or many things that grow me and Greg together. Yeah, like I'm a boogie boarder, right? Yeah, like, not a surfer. Yeah, not a surfer. Just go and boogie board, and boogie boarding mostly is like me just sitting on the beach. I wish there was a point break, but about people like us, where like. <laughs> Greg was like, guys, skimboarding. That's yeah. where you get the ultimate adrenaline rush. Live to no. boogie, boogie to live. Talk about indoor kids being getting their comeuppance. I tried to skimboard, <laughs> was on it for five seconds, and then broke my shoulder. So oh. no thank you, skimboard. Just surfing for you? Just surfing it's, for me. It's so sad the idea of indoor kids getting their comeuppance. Like, we didn't do anything and to deserve I, it. I was in my 20s and then borrowed like an eight-year-old skimboard. Oh, uh, and you broke your shoulder? Uh, yeah, and Before then the lifeguard we feel was like, do you want me to call an ambulance? And I said no and popped it in myself. Ow! And Before we feel sucked. too bad about Mike, he spent months with that broken shoulder just thinking that it would heal itself. Uh-huh. And that's how healing works. Okay. Sounds like he just jammed it back in there. That part of the story is new to me. Lethal weapon style. Guys, do you even watch movies anymore if they're not part of a franchise? No, I do. is that? I do. I watch. Is Northman going to be a franchise? Yeah, Northman Two. Oh, okay, well then, Northman nope. Two: Colin the Vich. Sorry, I got myself all excited, but no. Did you guys see everywhere? Every, every I th- saw everything, and do you know where I saw it? Everywhere, over and the time frame of all at once. That's just called Into the Spider Verse Three. So, <laughs> it's this is this is this is how Shipping our culture works Rescue now. Rangers is that a franchise? That is actually based on a cartoon of our youth, Mike. I missed that. Yeah, that was pretty subtle then. <laughs> no, I mean, they barely brought it up in the movie. Did you like that movie, by the way? I fucking loved it. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was dope. Uh, tonight, what we're going to do is a little something I like to call State of the Franchise. It's in the title of the podcast you're listening to now. We are going to go through some of the uh, some of the franchises that were around in 1982. We're going to talk about how they were then, how were they doing then, what was their state, and how they're doing now, and in what ways can we make them better if they're not so great. When we come back... Poltergeist. Mm. In 1982, Poltergeist was not a franchise yet. 
but there wasn't a lot of franchises back in 82, so I had to fill the show somehow. That makes sense. The franchise part was just a glimmer in Steven Spielberg and director Toby Hooper's eyes. It was a major hit. It was one of the Elite Eight for this season and went on to a Poltergeist 2, a Poltergeist 3, replacing Craig T. Nelson with Tom Skerritt, a downgrade if there ever was one. (laughs) And then, did you guys know, and I guess we should all know that if it was a horror movie from the past, that there would be a remake. But in 2015, Sam Rockwell and Rosemary DeWitt what? were in a movie called Poltergeist. Wow. Oh. I have no memory no of No recollection. Dang. Like, I can barely remember, like, on the fritters of my brain, that, like, Total Recall and Point Break were remade yeah, in the last 10 years. Right. I, you Sam know Rockwell and Poltergeist? Do you remember that there was a movie for A-Team? Oh yeah. yeah, wasn't Bradley Cooper in that? That yeah. movie's easy to forget about. But this movie, like, I like, it's not Dead. ringing a bell. No. Like, I don't remember a trailer. Really a ghost would do. So much of not remembering movies too is that there's no more video stores to peruse. Yeah. So like, all these movie posters aren't locked in my brain anymore. Yeah. That's such a that okay. Let's update our conversation a little bit more than that. <laughs> um, was, back to Poltergeist. Was Poltergeist? Do you th- do you guys think that it was a major franchise at any point? Or is it sort of like Jaws, where yeah. it was just cash grabs? The first one was great, and the rest were just other people being like, we can make money. Yeah, it, it, this is the kind of movie, I like, I get the feeling, I haven't seen it, but where the whole time you're watching it, you're not thinking like, man, I can't wait to see what happens in chapter two of this story. Like, that is basically a very self-contained story, and you at no point need to know like what's going on behind the scenes. What's the explanation for that? But the first one is set up like classic horror movies and all their sequels, where it really is just light premise, mm-hmm. set piece, set piece, set piece, set piece. Haunted house, right? They live in a haunted house. I do think yeah. that it. W- we will see. We haven't recorded that episode yet, but we will see that it, it's probably elevated in a lot of ways, hopefully, that we can talk about. Um, but that is, it, it makes sense that there were more sequels, especially because it was such a big hit. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, Psycho has a bunch of sequels, right? Like, That's I mean, crazy. Yeah. Nothing will protect horror movies from their inevitable right. sequels. <laughs> like the monster's hand will come back up out of the dirt and it will happen way more times than the property can like survive in terms of its mm-hmm. reputation. You know, it will get so much substantially worse with every iteration. That's a good point though. Do you think monsters are attacking or ghosts or whatever are attacking these houses but not too much because if the house falls down then what do you over. do? <laughs> like, well, where do you go now, stupid ghost? <laughs> We're just going to haunt ghost. this pile of debris. Ooh, stay away from my debris. It's mine. Yeah, no, thank you. I don't want tetanus. I will stay away from your debris. Okay, well, get closer so I can spook you. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> so this is not a, a name, a title, a series that, like excites you guys or has any more credit than just the first movie the right? one yeah, yeah the one movie makes me very excited slash extremely scared and then all the other movies honestly the fact that they exist makes me feel a little weirdly sad <laughs> like, like I, I like honestly like the fact that there is a psycho three on some level has always kind of made me depressed right and this I, is the same thing I have to imagine that Poltergeist 3 or 4 is about Carol Ann as an adult being like, hey, my entire family, including my husband, I never told you that this thing happened to me as a kid and now it's happening again. Poltergeist. Car- Carol Ann did not make it to adulthood, Mike. Well, I'm the the character? I don't think the character or the actress did. 
Um, I I would say, and you can. This is what Basic Cable was like as a kid. I've seen Poltergeist three more than all of the other ones put together. <laughs> yeah, because I was just hostage to TNT. Very inexpensive to get the rights to show Poltergeist three. Also very inexpensive to make Poltergeist three. I wanted to ask you guys what we do now with it, but I guess they figured it out seven years ago. Are we ready for another one? Yeah, this t- we re re update it, and this time it's Ansel Inglevort. And I think that guy's done. There is no scarier like premise than than just haunted house. Like all horror movies, yeah. there other ones should be scarier. There should be a scarier thing than just a, a ghost that like shakes your table or something like that. <laughs> but for whatever reason, ghosts are the scariest. So I, it's I the think the place you live is not comforting. That's terrifying. Yeah, and it's like so alien to you and can become more alien to you suddenly. Then w- what? Don't what pay for it? the license then. Make a scary haunted house movie. You know why? Yeah, I mean that's what Paranormal Activity is, right? Like, I mean that's yeah. the, a remake of Poltergeist. And then they had to, then that became its own. Yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah. Even that is the problem deep. with all horror movies is when you do sequels, is that you have to explain some of the stuff that happened, and your explanations always make everything less scary, mm-hmm. make right. things seem smaller, make things seem dumb. You're filling in blanks that were specifically left blank. Yeah, blank yeah. is cool. Blank is scary. Grish For Point sure, Blank is the best. <laughs> the movie Blank well, Man, one of the scariest it, movies. Jerry yes. Blank, one of our greatest TV characters. If we're going to update it, who has real coach vibes? What young actor is our Craig T. Nelson? Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis. Is oh coach. my gosh, they're yes. so great. I, I do think him. Uh, comedians can do horror because it's all timing. I think him playing normal dad trying to save his family would be awesome. Do or a uh, Jake Johnson. Oh, that would be great. Hell yeah, dude. Jake Johnson and Lauren Lapkus, newly married, um, haunted house. Uh huh. And they are still their characters from Jurassic World One. Do you guys remember? You'll I, die. I think laughing. we talked about this a little bit on the Eighty Two Horror Show. But between like Van Wilder and Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds was just mm-hmm. in this like valley, and a lot of it was just in shit like this. I think it was Amityville, not the Amityville guys, Horror but... remake. It was awesome. He was so fucking sexy. Really, <laughs> dude. He's in like those loose pajama pants that don't exist anymore, and you can see his cum gutters. And he's just like, this is where he's about to start killing his family, but he hasn't started yet, and he's just chopping wood just in those pants. <sighs> I think my wife has a thing for him, and the way I figured it out was uh, that's not the Ryan she's talking about. <laughs> gross, Ryan, gross. Uh, it was because she's like, hey, do you want to watch that movie, Free Guy? And you're like, I know that you don't. I was like, I beautiful minded. I was like, wait, <laughs> I was like trying to connect everything. I was like, why? Did, and I was like, oh. And I thought of like four other movies where she surprised me by, by wanting to watch them. And it was like Deadpool, Safe House. Yeah, and, and I was like, holy moly, you like Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> Two guys a girl in a pizza place. The yeah, movie. Greg, I know you like superhero movies. I heard this Green Lantern film is very. Should good. we check it out? Uh, <laughs> some good stuff in there. Your next franchise, again, was not yet a franchise. The franchising was just a... Uh, this one has to be the most surprising that it turned into a franchise, especially because what happened in 2 and 3 and 4 and 5. It was called First Blood. Now it's known as Rambo colon First Blood. And let me tell you, uh, I start off every morning with First Blood in my colon. I, oh, no. This was a drama about a guy who was at war and is like sort of homeless, sort of has PTSD, uh, that became him ripping off his shirt and killing thousands of bad people in other lands. I don't know if they were bad. They were just fighting their own war, he I guess. He thought they were because he had PTSD. I mean, it feels like the first movie is about how you go home from fighting a war for a country and you go back and the assholes in your own country 
are worse than the people that you were lined up against in 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 a foreign land. And these are the people who are like super pro America, jingoistic. Exactly. Like, yeah. And they like do this weird thing that you see a lot that soldiers have to deal with, where it's like people want to like hear their stories, but not because they want to know what it's really like, but because they want to have they want to do some adventurism through you. And oh, yeah. so you end up going and seeing things that nobody should have to see and it changes your relationship to your own country and then you go back and the people in that country treat you like shit especially if you're a vietnam vet which is what he is in this movie and all that should be really good but it is not good in the one movie and then for whatever reason the idea that that character would then become like this celebrated i mean i think that like in one of the movies he goes back to vietnam yeah, it, that's so upsetting. So this was 82. 85 is Rambo First Blood Part 2. This is when they officially put his name first. Rambo. Because nobody knows Why what First blood, blood is. If you ever... If, More if, blood. If you say, have you ever seen First Blood, people don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2 in 85, and then Rambo 3 in 88, and now this genre of as many bullets as possible is more popular. This is another one where they could have just made the second movie with a character with a different name starring right. Sylvester Stallone. The yeah. fact that they chose not to is so strange. In And I don't know if you guys ha- saw these two. 2008 was just a movie called Rambo. Uh, this was also when like Rocky Balboa came out. And oh, Stallone yeah. was just doing the, running the track again. And then in 2019, Rambo Last Blood, they always put like last or final or a uh, word like that in their titles, hopefully meaning that this is the last. I did not no, see. There's at least two more. I've only seen First Blood out of all these movies. I've not seen a single second. I guess I've seen seconds. I've not seen a single full film of Rambo's. Have you seen the best Rambo, Son of Rambo? Yes. That's I a have great seen movie. that. It's delightful. You know how you fucking reboot this franchise? You make Son of Rambo 2, Second Blood. <laughs> and it's just, are these kids still making movies together in England? I, I mean, I can't believe there was one of these movies in 2019. We're just three years later, and it seems impossible for a movie like this to come out with this much gunplay and uh, shooting. The only way I think to do this and do it, maybe not financially successfully, but artistically successfully, is just call it Rambo again. And Rambo it's again. a new young person, and they are back from Iraq or Afghanistan, and it's what the first movie was about. Counterpoint. It's about Rambo, and it's about the Rambo Rambo, and he's fighting Antifa. Oh, shit. <laughs> Antifa is trying to rig an election, and he has to go in there and, and fight antifa what if you got like you like ripped from the headlines and they're like a cover for china or something if you got like a legit budget and a legit filmmaker screenwriter for a movie like that would it do numbers yes half the country would because okay there would be this big controversy like is this movie just about a boomer shooting up leftists and half the country would get incensed and the other half would be like oh we have to love this thing so we do i guess like we stand by this movie forever the problem is that no talented filmmaker screenwriter in production company would ever make a movie like that I'm sure the right has talented people at all those positions ryan i mean a lot of people argue that a lot of marvel movies are like what you're saying yeah basically just kind of like fascist. yeah <laughs> um if we're rebooting uh, Timothy Chalamet? Yes. Very good. I like that. And he can bring like a little bit of sensitivity to it. I, and I, I want to cut his stupid golden locks because that's where I think his power comes from. Like Samson. You know what I would really do? And this is not a joke, so I'm going to say it in a serious way. Remake Rambo and have him be a drone pilot. Because those people are oh, engaged in like, almost non-stop combat, Murder. even though they're not 
in the combat, they are psychologically controlling the combat, and it messes them up. Then they just walk home to Burger King in Las Vegas. Why do they live in a Burger King? Because they live in Las Vegas, Ryan, and most houses there are Burger Kings. Uh, I would say, take it one step farther, Greg, he's like a Tom Cruise type, and no drone's going to pilot his drone, and he just hops on top of it, and he flies into the (laughs) action. He steers (laughs) it. Well, that's our Rambo uh, reboot. We saved it. Let's do one more, Mike. We haven't talked about horror in a long time because of our big horror show. Uh, Tell me again why Halloween 3 is such a special movie in the Halloween series. It's special in the series and in my heart because Michael Myers is not near it at all. They stopped being cowards and went back to their original plan of this should be an anthology called Halloween and there's just different spooky Halloween things. And I think these masks make people kill people or do things. Uh, And it's the season of the witch. Which I think would do very well these days. They stopped being cowards and went back to their original plans of anthology for one movie. For and one movie. Th- and, and then they were right cowards again. <laughs> I mean, you can like you can make a movie that is correct. It's the right thing to do. That's I think Halloween three is like artistically the right choice. But the market doesn't necessarily reward what is the artistically right choice. The market instructed them on exactly what it wanted and they were like, All right, we hear you. And then they Show only us what gave we saw them that. last time. Yeah, oh, it's the same movie again <laughs> since you like that. Do we is there a place for anthology movies? I know that of all the genres horror tries the most to do like let's tell five, three, six short stories in one movie. Yeah. But is there when I was a kid there was uh Tales from the Crypt movies. Mm-hmm. I want to say there was three that are Demon Demon Knight is by far Knight. the best with uh, fucking Billy Zane going off like a king. Uh, and then Bordello of Blood with the less talented Dennis Miller. I don't remember if there was another one, but... It was he like, hey, Cha-Cha, don't stab me. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Lots of Cha-Chas. Um, do you think this, this is something that could work? Where the story, like, just anthology stuff? Yes. I think, do you, know, do you know what will make it work? Is you have a character in the background, like... Somebody who's like it's different kinds of stories. Is it slasher in one, Samuel magic Jackson. in another? But there's somebody in the background slowly getting all these bad guys together and says, "We have to get Slender into China." Man. So <laughs> I know you like murdering people, but you are from America, therefore jingoism, rah rah rah. Isn't this American horror story? Like, isn't this way more suited for TV? Yeah, maybe. Except then, no, I've never seen horror TV that gets horror right. I've never watched a horror TV show and be like, ooh, I'm scared. Because they have to keep their main characters alive for 12 fucking episodes. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Especially when you're paying the big bucks to like Dylan McDermott. Oh, you do not want to know what his day rate is. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to go to Speed Round, where a bunch of lesser franchises get talked about. We move now from Mike's Ballywick horror to Greg's Ballywick pugilism. Craig, are you, have, have, do you like the Rocky movies? Punching. Uh, let's see. Have I seen any of the Rocky movies? I saw Rocky. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Without Bullwinkle. Rocky. Yeah, I saw that one. I never saw even Creed, and I never saw any of the other ones. I feel like aware of them. Like, you know, he fights Ivan Drago, and he fights Clubber Lane. Um, so he I feel like sort meat. of aware of them. There's a lot of montages. Um, he drinks brisk tea. Yeah, right. That's drinks, brisk, baby. Like a like a glass full of like six raw eggs. Uh, this is three. Were you guys surprised that three did not make the elite eight? This is uh before he fights Ivan Drago. In four, he fights James Clubberlang, played by Mister T. 
I wasn't surprised. I mean, we had sort of an iconoclastic, like, we didn't stick with any of the big properties. I feel like we were all, like, two or three years away, too, from being diehard Stallone fans. You know, like, we were just born a little earlier. So I know we don't give a shit. But, like, I remember the first Stallone movie... I liked it was like cliffhanger, like yeah, uh, way later than all this shit. I feel like when we were kids, you had to choose whether you were an Arnold Schwarzenegger or a Stallone kid, or a real butthole like a Van Damme or a Seagal. My brothers were Van Dammers. Really, that's so rough, man. Every family has a few. And I was like, I'm a Sam Neill guy myself. So (laughs) in the mouth of madness, (laughs) (laughs) big Laura Dern guy over here. Uh, but yeah, so like I didn't care for Stallone because I was a Schwarzenegger guy. That's what it was all about—the pure bulk of Schwarzenegger. That's why the best joke in Last Action Hero, in in a world where Arnold is not the Terminator, Stallone is. Great joke. Great, it's classic. Wink if you'll Cla- miss it. Classic joke. What was the movie where Stallone read the script? Thought it was. Ter- I think it was Demolition Man. Thought it was terrible, but then had his agent tell Stallone's agent that. Schwarzenegger thought the script was wonderful. <laughs> and so Stallone jumped on it immediately. Yeah, we'll That's make awesome. it then. Save it for me. Save it for me. I'll have some Taco Bell as well. Yeah, I have demolition, I have man. <laughs> uh, okay, so Rocky Three. Now, this one, I don't know if it needs our reboot, because I believe Michael B. Jordan has handled I, that. I think he knew how to do it. The only one I've seen is Creed, and Creed was dope. Yeah. I thoroughly liked that movie. The second one didn't seem to have the pop culture Gosh. reverberations that the first one did but few movies do like that first one was a yeah. major thing it it updated philly in a lot of ways uh now we know that motocross throughout the streets of philly that's <laughs> fun <laughs> the fact that that movie could pull off that corny ass scene and make it impactful is very impressive <laughs> yes yeah so this one is already done for us good job michael b jordan Now, I want to talk to you guys about the state of the next franchise, which is Star Trek. In 82, we had what some consider to be the best movie out of all of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the best Star Trek thing of all time. I I know, and you guys jump in here and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's basically divided into two camps. The 60s show and The Next Generation are considered... You're wrong. The two best things. Yeah, I would say that you're wrong about that. I would say... The camps are the next generation is a big camp, but then it would be the blockbuster movies that came out a couple years ago, I think. Is the, the other Chris big Pine camp. movies? I think so. Just oh, of, really? You don't think one, there's a camp for the original TV there's show? There's definitely a camp for the original, but they're no, dying No, nobody out. cares about the original TV show anymore. Yeah, they're it's all so dead. weird. It's, okay, first of all, it's like 26 episodes. It's yeah. not that much TV. I don't think people really have seen it. I think what they've seen is the movie versions of the original right. cast, and they like that. So uh, maybe that's the other camp. Is the Tribbles? I am annoyed that Tribbles aren't in every fucking Star Trek. Enterprise. They were in Deep Space Nine. And I'm sorry, one of the I don't best mean the episodes of Deep Space Nine. The trouble with Tribbles. When I say Enterprise, I don't mean the ship. I mean every new avenue they. You know, yeah, the the new okay. things that they're trying. But I do uh, like Strange New Worlds. Looks fucking awesome. Uh, that is that's like that seems like a good reboot where they're going back to more like episodic. And yeah. more just like weird out there sci-fi stuff. That does look like a good move. Are they secretly getting Marvel and Star Wars like drenched? Like, are, like I, I just found out that there's like three shows and a couple of cartoons and a comedy on. Like, Paramount Plus, baby. Paramount Plus is dying on a vine and it has, uh, or not anymore, I guess, because it's got the 
Yellowstone world? Yellowstone. Oh. And the Star Trek world. Your dad demands Yellowstone, <laughs> America, so you get Paramount Plus to show it to him. That's a, a, like a press quote. That is a quote from Greg's dad. No, seriously. <laughs> Your dad demands dad, it. All dads everywhere. I remember last holiday season, we were all making the joke that all dads love Yellowstone, and every fucking dad I ran into during the holidays was like, you know what I've been watching that you should check out? you got to get Yellowstone. me the Yellowstone stre- streaming stick. That's D- all I want. Is Paramount Plus all about that Yellowstone because they're using their IP freely? <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's good stuff. And they're doing the same thing with that that they've done with the Star Treks, which is like, Yellowstone, why should that just be a show? Taylor, Why not a suite of shows? Taylor yeah, Sheridan has literally 13 shows on or coming. The guy who created Yellowstone. Wow. That's all him. what we're here to talk about. There's no Yellowstone in 1982. Oh. Therefore, there's no Yellowstone in <laughs> 1982. 1982. <laughs> Would you like a refill on your Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking, is Star Trek in a good place now? It's in an okay place now. I, it, Picard is an interesting show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the but the movies are like even though it started off as a show, it's the movies are what people talk about. And the I enjoyed the reboot, the Jabrams, averse. It's really the only Star Trek I've seen, and I like them. People didn't. I love that how committed, weirdly committed. You would think if you watch those three movies, you would think the Beastie Boys were germane and important to every single Star Trek <laughs> <laughs> franchise ever. And you know what? I gotta tell you, they weren't. So I have how we're gonna reboot this is uh, Star Trek is it's three young dudes from 1980s Brooklyn and now they're traveling throughout the galaxies. I say we do the reboot that is like the next generation. I want the show from the 90s that had optimism mm-hmm. and brightness and every once in a while they'd be like Starfleet's really man they're really dragging their feet on this but it wasn't like yeah. um Starfleet's an evil organization that's uh, orchestrating false flag events no, they just to didn't gain like the control tank. of the galaxy. It's right. like, look, can we go back to like things being kind of okay? Yeah, the, the beauty of Gene Roddenberry is imagine humans evolved in a way they clearly never would if you look at any year of human history mm-hmm. and everybody gets along and just wants to explore that Star Trek, baby. And imagine there's a holodeck where you could probably go in there and do stuff. You can fuck, but instead, you pretend to be Sherlock Holmes 400 years from now for some reason. And, and you bring your friends makes... in. How weird is it when you just got done just fucking and sucking in the holodeck, and then you go over to your friend's thing, and he's like being a detective, and you yeah. also do that with him? And you're, you're just like, sweaty Will Riker. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you could do this too? I didn't know that. There, It's literally in like the fourth episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, Will Riker is like, can I bang one of these holograms? <laughs> He asked the computer how far and the simulation can go. That's because the actor asked in real yeah. life. And they're like, well, we're going to just put that in the script. Okay, first of all, she's a human being. You understand that, right? This is just, <laughs> she's an actress. How far oh, yeah, can right, I right, go right, with right, her? Right. <laughs> right. So Star Trek's doing we, fine. We've right? done it. We've saved Star <laughs> Trek, Ryan. All right, let's go through a couple more of these real quick. Um, we don't have a lot left. Trail of the Pink Panther came out in 1982. We had a Pink Panther reboot. The Pantherverse. Do, do we need a new one? Uh, what's his face did it, right? Steve Bone Martin did it. Uh, let's Steve cro- Martin did it. Yeah, I'm just going to... We don't have to go into this. Crossover, Pink Panther, X, Black Panther. Oh, shit. They fight each other. Yeah. Uh, Death Dude. Wish 2 came out in 1982. Uh, we had a Death Wish reboot with Bruce Willis. Is that true? Yeah. Eli when Roth directed it. It was not well-received. Who well Death Wish was like what if Dirty Harry had even less subtlety, right? Basically, yeah. It's 
It's just Charles Bronson just firing a gun into the camera for an hour and a half. <laughs> just so, reloading and firing again. Do you know who could do it? Is my man Vin. Vin Death Diesel? Wish, Vin Diesel. Not most, Timothy Chalamet? Most difficult Not man Timothy in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard he's a candy ass. <laughs> I would. To, to pick that insult using no curse words. I guess <laughs> ass might be, but candy ass is a good one. Uh, Amityville, we already talked about. Amityville 2, The Possession came out this year. Amityville was rebooted with Ryan Reynolds. I feel like we're good there. Mm-hmm. I think we covered yeah, that I mean, territory. That was in like 2007, <laughs> which is how a human would say that year. <laughs> it was so long ago. I want Matthew Reese. Oh. I want Felicity. I want an American. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want an American's reboot with no horror or haunted houses. <laughs> uh, so there's one final one I want to talk to you guys about. 1980 had the single greatest comedy of all time. 1982 had its sequel, Airplane 2, the sequel. What would a 2022 airplane look like? You want a squeakquel? Uh, the seats would be closer together, Ryan. 787, I guess. Uh, right. The amenities, dog shit. Audience, I'm just going to sit here and wait for them to get all these up. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's wearing masks now. Oh, man. Lots of complaining and getting kicked out. Yeah, people getting taped to their chairs. But the airplane reboot, the the joke is the airplane never takes off. It's on (laughs) the runway the whole movie. I feel like the last thing that we got like this was the blank movies, the epic movies, the disaster movies. Yeah. Yeah, those are tough stuff. That was those are hard to watch. I have actually challenged myself to sit through those, and it's not they're not just bad movies, like uniquely painful experiences to sit through yeah, those. Because airplane wasn't like, and here's Captain Jack Sparrow. Right, that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've heard that a lot of modern audiences don't get airplane or don't think it's funny, and it's. I mean, I know comedy changes and tastes change, but also they're playing on tropes that are yeah. less understandable now. It's not that ca- Captain Jack Sparrow appears. It's not that Rambo is in Airplane 2. It's that these tropes are brought up. Right. Could, is, is that just not possible now? Or Airplane th- is literally satirizing a type of movie they have not made since Airplane came out. There yeah. were several it movies in a row down. that were like, what are we going to do? No one's there to pilot the plane. And then a satire came out about that. Nowadays, that it's, movie just doesn't exist, and so people don't even know that it's being uh, okay, satirized. Fine. Then pick... It's, but, like, we had uh, uh, parodies of dance movies. You know, like, yeah. the Waynes Brothers were better than the blank movies phase. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a clear... There's so many steps down from the Zuckers to the Waynes. Stop giving brothers movies. But from the Zuckers to the Waynes to the two douches who made all of the fucking... Who are not brothers. Movies. They're not brothers, but they... You, you know they call each other bro. the truth is that there is the seed of satire in now the principal things. So that action movies are themselves satires right. of action movies very knowingly and intentionally so uh while still being action movies and and so the satire has seeped so deeply into the culture that now to like put it into its own movie is unnecessary because marvel already makes all the jokes about how yeah. marvel movies are there's absurd. jokes there's about star lords yeah there's not a ton of room left i mean even even with like everything everywhere all at once yeah. those jokes are built in you know like yeah. it is sort of attacking or uh, putting a mirror up to a different genre that has all of its own tropes. It is doing the genre better than anything in the genre. And, and then also making fun of the genre better than anything in the genre. Yeah. So, all at once. All at once. Airplane two. I don't know what to say to you, but I, I think we're going to not reboot you, but do you know how we reboot it? Timothy. Chalamet? You take, you take 
an actor who's known to be comedic. You reverse Leslie Nielsen. Oh, super drama. And go super drama. This, this is, is very the melodramatic. Very recently in ripped from the headlines, uh, the pilot passed out and a, a real passenger hopped on and said, hey, I don't know how to fly this. Just hopped on and the sticks. Then just did. Yeah. Uh, and that's your goddamn movie. There's no, no tongue, nary in a cheek. Okay. That's so, how you do airplane. So like. Airplane colon. Take uh, drama. Oh, so it's like Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. You yeah. Verify it. We be- so like uh, like a black cop and an Asian cop have to work together, but it's very it's serious. so fucking serious. It's so yeah. fucking serious. <laughs> Never touch my radio. <laughs> I will break your bleep. I'm serious. Uh, but who who's an actor who's only known for goofums? Jonah Hill? Goofums. No, he's been no, nominated he's for several this. Academy Awards. Josh That's true. Gad. Oh, Josh God. Gad. Let's get Josh it. Deadly Gad. serious airplane pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam Devine. <laughs> Fucking, how do you reverse buy tickets to movies? <laughs> I guess you sell them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they You want to open a box office. <laughs> I would like to sell my ticket to that movie. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, congratulations <laughs> to all those fine films. Congratulations to Hollywood for getting all those ideas for free once again. Gratis. Wow. That's incredible for Hollywood. Um, Mike, any final words? <laughs> hey, man, flip it up and flip it down. Greg, do you agree that Mike should flip it up and flip it down? Man, flip it up, flip it down, flip it all around. We'll see you next week. Keep watching those movies.